Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and this is our last episode for the 2020 calendar year. We are so relieved to be done with this year. For this week, we watched Pixar Soul, we watched Wonder Woman 1984, and we watched Bridgerton on Netflix. So of course, a big spoiler alert for all of those. For Wonder Woman 1984, we talk about the plot of the original Wonder Woman film, which I do feel you have to have seen in order to have Wonder Woman 1984 make any sense whatsoever. And for Bridgerton, it's based on a novel series, and Jackie has actually read the novels. So some of our discussion does incorporate events that happen in the novels that may or may not happen if we get a season two or a season three, but Jackie is able to draw upon that knowledge. So it's not very spoilery. We sort of avoid any major things that happen in the novels. It's just a minor point, but I just want to warn folks in case case that is something that you would want to avoid and we will warn you in the episode before that little comment happens so, so just skip ahead a minute at that point. Also just a quick note, Soul I think is one of the best films of the year and there is an interview episode with the supervising animator Jude Brownbill that you can check out after you've seen the film of course. Also, just a super quick note, we had a little bit of technical difficulties with Matt's mic because 2020 just had to be 2020. So if you hear a little interference or his dog, bear with us. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as we have a little bit of follow-up for you. Thank you so much for joining us this year. And without further ado, here's this episode of We're Watching What? Starting with Soul. My first question is, did either of you cry? I didn't. I didn't either. I was very surprised. I was shocked. I am trying to figure out, I, I cried a lot. Yeah. It. And I'm like, is this about me? More I, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's about me. Um, and no, I like I was certainly in a certain frame of mind when watching it. Lots of it spoke to me directly. And then I've been talking to a bunch of other people. And I feel like I had a more extreme reaction than others did. Yeah, I didn't cry. I will say I did watch it twice. And the second time, I felt more emotional about it than I did the first time. But the first time I didn't. And I, the the littlest like faint of like eye watering, like a little like, but I cry in like 80% of movies I watch. So it's not like shocking, but the first time, yeah, nothing. I was dry. It was a total well. But I, but I actually, I loved it, but I did not cry. I also did not cry. I don't understand. Felt like maybe it didn't have a soul afterward, you know? Like, <laughs> 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 no, no pun. No pun. Yeah. No, no pun. Just a just soulless yeah. human because I, I didn't like, I don't know that you had one movie. to start. Yeah. And I just, well, yeah, it's possible. I, I thought it would give me one. I'm, I'm not sure. You thought you'd but find yeah, your spark? I, I thought I would yeah. find my spark. Uh, you didn't. I didn't. It, and that's yeah, okay. So, you just need more time in the great before. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no, continue. I just didn't, it didn't, it didn't emotionally grip me the way some others before have. I okay. completely enjoyed myself. thought it was good, but I, it's not, it's, it wasn't the experience for me of, say, like, Coco. Mm-hmm. Like that to me was just such an emotional experience the first time I watched it. And I feel like this didn't quite measure up to that. And so it's kind of unfair because Pixar, the the ladder is so high in each right. rung. Yeah, they have you know what I mean? Standard. So, like, yeah, that so, is. so it's, it's so impossible. So it's so hard because every time you watch a Pixar movie, you're judging it against some of your favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Or at least for me, they're some of my favorite, most emotional movies. So it's it's hard because every time a new one comes out, they get judged against these things that have so much value to me. But I fully enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah what's funny is, I would half half agree and then half like I'm like, I loved it. And I would say it oddly was an emotional experience watching it. I just didn't cry. It's as, as, as weird as that is. But I felt all kinds of emotions in most every sequence, like, you know, completely like I was in, you know, and it, like I was, I, it, it reminded me of very kind of like, I hate the term return to form because I don't think Pixar ever truly really like totally leaves form for very long. I think they have a few missteps with films and stuff like that. And 
Coco is one of my absolute favorites of their films. So, and I actually really enjoyed Toy Story Four. Onward was a little bit more of a miss for me, where I did I did like it, but it I felt like it could have been improved upon mm-hmm. in ways. And this felt kind of like classic Pixar to me, just like full on tugging on the heartstrings. But I just didn't cry. I don't. No, no, <laughs> so I, felt, I, I, I felt, don't think. No, I felt weird about it though, because I yeah, cried I don't think time. crying is an <laughs> indicator of enjoyment or no, no emotional no. right. But for me, no. like that, I. I made it, I would say, probably like three quarters of the way through the film. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not going to cry. And then the the scene where he and his mother are chatting, I just had a meltdown. Like, I just lost it. And then I might get emotional talking about this. I, You know, all of the stuff with just, for me, for me, at least, the year that wasn't. This is the year that wasn't. This is the year that, at best, if you are putting your dreams on hold, like, you're lucky, right? Because you can safely do that or you have, and you have your health and all that stuff. And at worst, like, much worse things are happening to you. And I just felt this like huge loss. And, you know, I think, again, I think this is more about me and like the place I'm in my life and, and feeling just a lack of accomplishment and a lack of spark and a lack of all these things and just it being vocalized in this movie. I lost it. And, you know, that, the, but that was just my individual experience. I think the thing I love about a film like this is that everyone's having a different experience with it, right? Like everyone is looking at their own situation or whatever and interpreting it differently. And there are plenty of like comedy moments and plenty of like, you know, inspiration moments, but we all go on our different journeys with this one. But yeah, I cried a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me, I think the most obvious uh, comparative, I guess, when talking about Pixar films is probably Inside Out because of- Yeah, this felt like a continuation for me. Yeah, in ways. And- it, it called back to that in certain ways for me. And I had kind of with what you're talking about, I enjoyed this more than Inside Out. I think Inside Out's fantastic. But Inside Out is one of those ones that like, I just don't watch it because I had kind of what you're talking about. Like that movie kind of just like, I didn't cry at the movie because I wasted all my tears crying about Lava, the short before it. And I was I was dried up. Like my cousin and I were like making sounds in the theater. Like I was not okay in that short. I can't even hear the song when I'm walking around California Adventure and they play it. Like, I'm like, I start crying. It's awful. But anyway, I didn't cry in Inside Out, but I felt like hopeless after Inside Out. I thought it was amazing. But, you know, I've struggled with depression in my life on and off. I think we all have in certain ways, but it made me just like the way that they they do this thing where they can take something so real and so emotional, no pun, but, you know, and, and really make a movie that caters to children in a way, but like speaks so deeply to adults Mm -hmm. and like they, the way they simplified how easy it can be to fall into a depression than how hard it can be to climb out of it just by way of like watching these characters and the whole time in that film that joy is not in like mission control or whatever they call the command center up there i don't enjoy myself because it's too much because it like scares me (laughs) you know what i mean but i could see that this kind of having an effect like that yeah yeah maybe maybe because inside out is one of my absolute favorites and i actually do end up watching it a lot but it is a catharsis for me in a lot of ways. Like I just, similar to Matt's experience, I thought that it spoke so well to a human experience mm-hmm. that is so rare, you know, in movies and films and Pixar seems to capture it so often and it's so wonderful. I, yeah, I, I mean, for me, Inside Out changed the way I sort of think about emotions, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it gave a common language to speaking about emotions, right, to yes. a lot of people. And and, and, and to this children and to children, right? Not just children, making, though, adults. Like yes, and, but yeah. also making um making sadness okay that, mm-hmm. that you well, genuinely right, you know, right. necessary and and something that is not only part of the human experience but needs to be right, right, like that. 
Yeah. And and I think for me, this felt like a continuation in that sort of vein of I love the idea of that your your spark is not your sole purpose, right? Like it's like something that sort of drives you, but that doesn't make you who you are. And again, as someone who is in the clearly in the middle of an existential crisis right now. Same girl, same. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. I think I could, I think I feel hopeful about this, but I don't know. And then 22's journey, I, it just, it spoke to me, I think very aggressively this year. And, and then of course, all of the sort of racial things that we've been going through this year and seeing a black lead on film. Also, I, I can't think of another animated feature film that features an adult like this, like a single adult male character who is not, I, I just, I couldn't think of another one. Yeah. That's a human, I should say. <laughs> they hinted, like hinted at one, like a comment here about a, a love interest, like a at romance. Some point, yeah, yeah. But they didn't, they didn't pursue it. It wasn't like, oh, you better go get her. He was, he seemed perfectly fine being single, and I really appreciated right. that. Yeah. <laughs> I did and, too. And, and, yeah, mom wanted him to be financially stable, but mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, you need to get married. You need to have this. And like, it was all just very, just kind of like he was just living a single life, and he, she wanted the best for him. Yeah, and he was chasing his dream. It was very relatable in that way on a lot of levels, and I loved Twenty Two. I'm like obsessed. I'm obsessed with her. Twenty Two and Terry. Those ladies can Ter- the Terry. Whole, Terry. I know Terry. Terry's, Terry's Terry. I guess is spirit mentor, whatever. Yes. Terry, accountant. I guess it's they. I don't. I don't think any of the Jerry's or, or Terry were gendered, but played I by think a female. Terry of is she actually? Was she okay? Well, um, I don't know, but yeah, we'll go with that. We'll I know with that, I Rachel yeah. House. I mean, I know the actress. Rachel House, yeah. Is, you know, and she's everything. But Terry was, was my thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. I think I, I resented Terry a little bit in the beginning because I saw so much of myself reflected in Terry. <laughs> You're like, I'm not like that. Wait, wait yeah, I am. I was just like, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm very particular. That's fine. No, sometimes it's okay. Also, give me yeah. an award. I deserve one. <laughs> Yeah, I also <laughs> or something I aspire to to be able to be like, yes, I deserve this award. <laughs> exactly right. I also applaud Disney, really, but Pixar and Disney, you know, because I'm speaking to marketing here, that they didn't reveal in any trailers that the cat the body mix up was yep. going to happen because yeah. they made it kind of look like this was just another film where you know our our black led character goes and turns into something else for half the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and, and which I love some movies that have done that, but it's like it was. It's like, oh, let's get away from that. Let's have a, a strong black lead or any person of color lead that lasts the whole thing. And, and there were moments, of course, where he wasn't in his body, but a lot of the film we saw. And so yeah. him, and I thought that was great. And like that body swap, I was just very impressed they kept that a secret. Yeah, same. And I loved it. Yeah, definitely. I really just liked the like jabs at corporate culture that they were doing the whole time. You know, yes. you're doing yeah. great. Like all the platitudes, <laughs> like... <laughs> Especially, the, you know, in the middle of the pandemic when we, yeah. you know, we have to go on Zoom all the time and all the pleasantries over and over again. It just, I couldn't stop laughing at some of them. Yeah, I, I felt like there were so many moments for adults. And I think, we you know, none of us have children. And so we don't know how kids are going to interpret this film. But I was like, I feel like there's a lot more in this for adults than there is for mm-hmm. kids, which is fine. I think it's amazing. But yeah. also some of the New York jokes just hit yeah. so right. Like I laughed so hard at a lot of them. Yeah. Mostly the Knicks. It large. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. It largely felt like one of those films that Pixar does really well, where like you, you look at it and if it wasn't animated and not, and presumably not for children, it could have been almost the same movie. Yeah. I think I, it's better than it's animated, but like as far as it wasn't like, oh, this is just a kid's movie. This is a movie for anybody. And they just happened to do it in a way 
that I assume kids will also be entertained by because pretty colors and fun characters and funny things. And right. Humans, you know, and uh, I love it. It's yeah. I think Wally. That's, that's, that's one of the unfair labels. I think a lot of animation gets is that mm-hmm. it's a film that ha- more often than not happens to be child friendly. That doesn't mean it's a kid's movie. Now, a lot of them in that genre also do get produced with just a kid's audience in mind. Yes. But generally speaking, I would say they're not, all intended with that you know they're supposed to be for everyone including kids Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know like an r-rated film which is not meant to include kids from the start yeah and i would argue even my least favorite pixar films and there are a couple that i do not like at all are fit into this category of kind of like for everybody in that way are you going to name the ones that you do not like at all well i mean i could are you gonna blast me (laughs) (laughs) i really 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 i'm sorry to everybody i really dislike brave a lot like dislike it and then oh, the other ones, I watched it yeah. after we talked I've, about this. I was like, no, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other films that I don't, I just, I don't like, oh, I hate this, but I, I just don't love, I guess. And I'm no, yeah, to, yeah. And everyone has like, their spectrum of personal sure. preference. Yeah. And it's like, but most Pixar films I come out like I, and I will, yeah, most still to this day, I come out I'm like, wow, that was really great. So it's like, that's the barometer we're at. It's either I love it or it was just like a movie. That is yeah. as good as any other animated film that's out there. Sure. But I expect, you know, the moon and the stars. Right, like, like Jackie usually, said, they set the they set the bar yeah. too high for themselves. And I think honestly, like I don't know, I know we know certain people who work there. I mean, my sister, but you guys have long history of people working that you know. And I think I think they enjoy that challenge, and I love that about the company that I think that they know they have to keep on living up to the standard they set, and I think they take a lot of pride in that. I think it's awesome. It shows. Yeah, I mean, I also I I think I have to give credit to Pete Doctor here because yeah. he just his brain works in such a way that I it does. it's unfathomable to me. It's incredible. Yeah, it does. We'll see if the next one's pulled up. I know next in the pipeline is Luca, I think, right? So don't know a ton about it. Is but Luca looks, next or is yeah. Turning Red next? I think Turning Red is after Luca. I think okay, Luca's actually yeah. next. I think Luca's actually 2021. Oh. It's already. Yeah, I think yeah. in the fall. So it's, you know, because they turn them out. Isn't it like one every, it's like one every year and some years there's two, I think. So yeah. it's like three films every two years usually. Yeah, but COVID definitely. No, sure. Definitely, yeah very much messed with that timeline but i mean i think what's safe to say we all recommend the film right this is the thing when i was reviewing it i was like i can't think of a reason not to watch it i i just can't imagine who i would say like no no you shouldn't watch this film too yeah i don't know i think you should we're gonna take a quick break and be right back all right well let's just go to wonder woman let's but all right what did what how did you two feel about wonder woman 1984 it's complicated <laughs> i agree yeah. it's yeah I, it is it fell prey to the thing that DC movies always fall prey to. And I'm not going to say that some Marvel movies don't also do this, but it does not need to be an end of the world confrontation. And it makes it ridiculous when you take it to that degree. A lot of the time in this story suffered in that way. But I had a, a really good time with a lot of it. I think Kristen Wiig did an amazing job. I think that Gal is the most beautiful woman in the entire world, you know, and I'll watch her do anything. Yeah, I, I hated it, honestly. Did I, you I really? Feel, yeah, and I feel sad saying that because I, I really wanted to like this movie. And I, from the beginning, even from just the first, I was enjoying watching this like tournament at the beginning. But the whole time I was just like thinking about the first film and thinking about how the mom was trying to shield her from any of this kind of skill set and was pissed when she was a teenager when she found her practicing like sword fighting 
and different things with with her aunt, with Robin Wright. And I was just thinking like, well, you know, she's here using bow and arrow and riding a horse and doing all these crazy things. And the mom didn't want her doing any of that, but the mom was there overseeing this contest. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And so I, while I liked watching it, I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. And everything after that, I just, I just thought, I, I really, really enjoyed Kristen Wiig at first. But once she got her wish, I couldn't stand her the rest of the movie. I, I felt really sad about it. I was, I just, I don't know. And by the time we got to the end, I was very shocked to learn for me that the the fight with Cheetah in her full form was like the least offensive part of the whole thing for me. <laughs> and, I, and I expected Ouch. that to be, I expected Yikes. that to, I expected that to be like, like, okay. And I, I don't know. And I don't, I will say I, I have read my little fair share of Wonder Woman stuff, but I'm not going to pretend I'm like some expert at things here at all on, on the topic. But from what I know of Maxwell Lord in different things, as well as I always interpreted his, his powers as more of like kind of a creation of something in your head rather than manifesting something real. A little more like Green Lantern-y than... Yeah, but kind of like, or even like what Wanda can do, you know, Maximoff, you know, which to a lesser degree, but kind of like can make a suggestion. And so I think we spoke before about theories about the film and I I thought that she was going to be imagining that Steve Trevor was back Mm -hmm. rather than this kind of idea where he can just make all these things manifest and come true. And I thought the manifesting thing, I, I honestly thought it was really dumb. And it was weird to me that he manifested in some other guy's body rather than like everything else that got manifested for people was like just real, tangible. Well, I had a really, really rough time with them not acknowledging that better somehow. She just, it's a throwaway line. She's just like, well, I see you as you. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter that we stole this guy's body. Yeah, I was okay. like, where is, where is and his? And then this, we don't know where yeah. he's going. I was like, okay. it made me think of Soul Cat, like Soul Cat like, and Soul. And I was like, well, I guess I he's know. just up there now, just in purgatory. Just, yeah. just doing nothing. You know? And it makes me so yeah. sad. And like, that's yeah. unfair. And we're just supposed to be like laughing through this fashion show. But I can't yeah. stop thinking about, well, who is this guy? And what is what happened yeah. to his life? And wh- what? Uh, right. you know? And then, and, and yeah. the, the moral implications of that, that I feel like someone like Diana, honestly is someone who is virtuous right that's part of her deal so it just felt very odd well it wasn't her it wasn't her wish her wish was that she'd have steve trevor back and she didn't she had his consciousness back but she didn't have like his physical you know it's like she didn't it's weird because like when you see where they were in i think they were in cairo and the wall you know just got just came up like he can manifest where it's like things just appear so why couldn't steve trevor just appear why did it have to right. be in some kind of, like why'd you have to overcomplicate it in some weird weird kind well, of way it just, but it's so awkward morally and like, yeah just, no, i have i have like four pages of notes and i think I, at least one of them is like what about this guy's friends and family like yeah. are they not gonna is he just like a weird loner that doesn't have any ties and so no. that's how he manifested and he just happened to be in the same city as diana like how did we, you know, and I honestly what? would have questioned it less if he just fucking showed up. Yeah. He just showed up. And, and was like, you know, I'm not and, dead. <laughs> and I watch comic book movies and I read comic books. So I understand that people come back from the dead for various, variously thinly veiled plots. Okay. But. Well, and I thought it really brought, I thought the whole Steve Trevor thing, I really thought brought her character yeah. as not just a woman, but a human just kind of down to where it was this thing mm-hmm. where 
she lit when she says that line when they were like saying their goodbyes kind of and she was just talking about how how she was actually kind of considering not solving this problem because she just wanted him to stick around and she's like my life you're the only good thing i'm like girl you this is 60 plus years later than the first one that one took place like, in like do not be snape okay do not be snape and all he's the only thing in your entire life that's been good like are you kidding me you need yeah. to get out more what one of my questions was, oh my god, do we think she hasn't gotten laid since all sixty years? For sixty, 60 years. years. And she's 60. just like being all hot as hell, doing fucking nothing. All like, the time. Man. Yeah. And you I'm know like, what the other thing it's just that was weird. Well, and okay, so then she she rescues Kristen Wiggs character, right? In a park. And then just leaves her there. She like rescues her from a rapist, okay? And then it's like, hey, you're gonna make it home. You're gonna go straight home. Okay, you, good? Bye. you good? You're leaves okay, her in the middle of the yeah. And I was like, that is just so not Wonder Woman to me that like I yeah. couldn't handle it. Like I was like, uh Well, and then this mall never. scene, the mall scene at the beginning, which I god, I couldn't stand it. I, I just the action sequences felt really hokey and weird over the top to me in a weird they way. They did they did. I the and action in this one did not hold up to the action it didn't, in the first one. It didn't. And and that mall scene, it's like, and then you see the reports and it was like this mysterious boom, blah, blah, whatever. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, the world hasn't heard a Wonder Woman. She's been around for 60, in 60 years. What has she been doing? She hasn't somehow been photographed. That's crazy and weird. I could totally subscribe to we don't know who she is because you know we put on a different outfit and they don't know who we are okay but that's fine right but the like, Clark Kent kn- sort of like that is, know we've all accepted that yeah that the glasses or whatever that. just okay. makes you a different <laughs> person fine. right totally. totally fine with it and it, but but it's a thing where I'm like but what like you don't even know she exists <laughs> like what has she been doing for 60 years you know it's just it defending just malls <laughs> it was just so weird well and I hate like, it I actually, for me, the worst part of that was that it in, that it was coincidental that she mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. with the anti- at the antique place. Antiques. Yeah. I just, I just hated that so much because it it should have been her doing research, trying to find this thing or whatever. Because it it just didn't make her feel very intelligent, and it it, it was just such a bizarre. It was convenient. It was overly convenient. Is yeah. I think what and it, it didn't yeah. it didn't yeah. need to be. It's a very throwaway, easy thing to fix in a story. It just felt completely like it was done by a entire different team of people to me. I don't know. And maybe I'm since I watched the first one immediately before it, I watched them back to back because uh-huh. I hadn't seen the first one in a minute. And and it, you know, with the exception of a couple little special effects things here and there that aren't amazing, it it holds up like it's wonderful film. And this is just it is hard to compete with a really kind of classic story like World War One, right? Very the the good and evil of it is very simple. Mm-hmm. Something that pulls on our strings very easily because we can, you know, there's a lot of cultural reference to that. So having to sort of build the same sort of tension in a new type of story, I can understand why it falls short, but make him trying to kill the whole city, you know? Yeah. The whole world thing just ends up so cheesy and so weird. Yeah, you know, I, her being I able to get accepted to accepted it. Yeah, but it, I just it felt just... like it just had so many problems that, like, if, if they had just done it in a way that didn't, I was like, you're now doing this through the TV, and I'm like, so this man doesn't have to actually hear what you want to give it to you. Like that you was just, bizarre. Yeah, you... Well, no, well, the particles, the particles are. <laughs> I know, and then it was even weirder to me that it when he dies, people still had to undo their wishes, which is wild. Uh, and, and that and, anyone and like would. most people didn't even know. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is is like, <laughs> like half of please. them made things they didn't like Diana didn't even mean to make her wish. So people could no. be thinking about things and not even realize yeah. that they had kind of Well like when the woman when the woman started dropping dead in the kitchen, I started laughing because I was Well just, I was like, like how is, is she supposed this? to undo her <laughs> wish? Because hers yeah. came first, but she's dead. So like well, yeah. and it's you know. just like so it like a very simple 
fix there is literally just making it tied to him. And then if he dies, all the power goes away. And that's fine and acceptable and easier and not weird and cheesy. And He could have been on a tirade of going and starting to work with really high-powered, very wealthy terrorists that were going to eventually probably destroy the world. Right. Yeah. Or like unleash a COVID disease. Like, you know, so she, you. she could have, it could have been still kept very grounded. It didn't have to go to this whole, we're broadcasting to the entirety of everything and everyone's getting their wishes. And, and then everyone denounces them. Are you kidding me? It's I'm just, just, it just felt so like there's a level of a, a disbelief. Suspension. We have to suspense our belief and we just have to let it ride. But this went so too, so far for me. And, the, and it didn't even have, touching moments to me or like or action sequences that were exciting like these moments that could redeem what I thought was just such a weak plot and I just I don't know it was it was really sad for me yeah so I think my biggest I I actually should say I enjoyed it when I watched it like I had a good time and I in fairness had a slight advantage I got to see it a day and a half before it released out and so I had to set up sort of an unspoiled experience with it because the internet also is very divided on this thing and I feel like I'm like it's okay for a movie to be okay you know we don't Mm -hmm. have to either categorize it as the best thing ever or you know a piece of trash and I don't think this movie is a piece of trash personally I don't think it's the best thing ever and I don't think it lives up to the first one but my experience viewing it in this time and place especially in this year was enjoyable so I should start with that Again, though, four pages of notes. My biggest <laughs> yeah, issues, Not, yeah. yeah, my biggest issues with the film are this is our like number one female superhero at this point, right? Like Wonder Woman really mm-hmm. did sort of pave the way in terms of cinema currently for these superhero heroine led films. I don't need another plot revolving around her and Steve Trevor. No. I am more than okay with single Wonder Woman. I want her to have agency and make decisions that are not motivated by this sort of weirdly antiquated true love type scenario. Like give me different stakes. And then my fear towards the end was, I was like, oh my God, is this going to be like one the same plot as Wonder Woman one where we're up against a superpower, right? Like Ares is just this sort of supernatural being, unstoppable, blah, blah, blah. I thought we were going to end up with another fight, especially because they kept alluding to, they're like, oh, that's the, the language God. of the gods. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. And I was like, was well, we're getting another God, which at that that point would have tracked better to me. Than... I would have preferred, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly. Maxwell Lords. And, and I love Pedro Pascal. Like, I think he's great. Huh. The hair was not doing anything for him. I know it was intentional. But yeah. yeah, I just had so many questions about it. And also just there were a lot of moments where I was like, I get that this is a film that has two women in the starring roles, but do we have to make things about shoes all the time? Like, can, mm-hmm. wh- why did that have to be a device? Like, it's it just felt so stereotypical to me that I just, I was I was a bit disappointed by that. And I don't think Cheetah's sort of evolution made any sense in terms of, she went from being like, it. okay, mildly She's, picked on and maybe ignored to being like, fuck you all. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know. Yeah, once she made her wish, because you see, what would have turned around for me is if they had been in that plane and she was sitting there going, fuck, this is too far. And working with Diana to help her at that mm. point. Like, I could have been more on board with like that sort of arc for her. But I also was just, I mean, I didn't expect that. You know what I mean, obviously. But it's just- yeah. That last wish was just crazy. and I just love that they introduced the idea of a monkey's paw and like don't explain it really. Like you have to already know what that is. When Steve Trevor goes like, it's a monkey's paw. I was like, what if somebody didn't know what a monkey's paw is? And that right. it comes with, like, what, what, where, why are you relying on this crap? Right. I, I think the thing that I find really upsetting and kind of Jackie mentioned 
of course the landscape it's different when you don't have the war to kind of fall back on and that kind of stuff and that lent itself the Ares god of war thing it it really did lend itself well to a full narrative right Mm -hmm. but this was something where they chose to put it in the 80s (laughs) just to have 80s by the way as a gimmick first of all it was the most gimmicky 80s thing to me and they presumably i don't know how it works over there warner brothers and dc and the higher ups and stuff but presumably could have done whatever the hell they wanted so mm-hmm. this was like this didn't have to connect to what's happening in justice league right now it didn't have to connect like a lot of these marvel films they have to feed into each other this is one of the ones kind of like what we assume black widow could be like where it didn't it didn't have to be anything but just wonder woman right and yeah. it was wonder woman but it was just it just felt like, oh, you got all of this free power to do something and this is what you do. Like you you just yeah. barely couldn't even make it fun. It was two and a half hours and the story was Yeah, so, it was it was long. So, it was very long. So weak that I was like, you didn't even make a plot that deserved that much screen time. But I, yeah, I just it just feels kind of like you you could have done anything and this is what you did and and you you made this thin plot that didn't deserve that screen time in my mind. So more than it being just a terrible film, it's not that I think it's the worst thing ever made. I think it's just that it's offensive to me that like this is what you did. You know, and so I, I had these expectations that were like, yeah, I, I think they set the bar very high with the first one. And then, yeah. you know, it's tough. to You can't you can't be Pixar. You can't always live mm-hmm. up, you know, more often than not to which it was. That was disappointing. I agree. Like, I, I did not feel like. No, and, and then that's the thing is, is this movie holds up to zero questions? You can ask zero questions of the plot at any time <laughs> um, and they get come up with a satisfactory answer. Yeah. You know, but just like you, Dana, I actually did enjoy it the first time, you know, I saw it. And of course, the more I thought about it, the more. No, it starts to fall. Yeah. You know, you start to just kind of, you're, you're practicing meditating at that point. You know, you're just kind of letting the thought <laughs> bounce off your head and watching the beautiful woman kick ass on screen. Yeah. You know, because otherwise it's just, oh, it is offensive. And, and uh, they changed enough of Cheetah's story that is, it's interesting it was to me that they almost unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah, that, like, that was... you know, and at that point, it's just kind of like you could have had any villain, and she actually has kind of a great story, and it's a very interesting dynamic between her and Diana. And you saw so it, it started out well. I think their relationship started out well. I thought that was really interesting, and then mm-hmm. well, and when the yeah. and when the story was taking us to Cairo, I thought, oh, maybe we are decidedly going to Africa, and maybe. What? Ooh. We would kind of see Cheetah's, because, you know, a lot of, I know at least in the New 52, she gets the power from a tribe in Africa, right? I didn't so even it's make like, that correlation. Yeah. And so I, I really yeah. thought that way. I, I, I thought the same. And then I, of course, was very disappointed. Was, I mean, yeah. what shocked me the most about that is, I would say in general, DC has been doing a slightly better job. We've talked about this a lot, right? Of their on-screen villains in that Marvel has been sort of very disposable with theirs, except for maybe Loki, who has, you know, has a much more... And Thanos arc. while he was around, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, I'm like eh, his motivations are a little totally. Weird. But but, but a, you, know. you know, like the Joker to Batman, right? You have this iconic nemesis to your main character, who if you're going to use them, why not set them up for more films? Why use yeah. up Cheetah like this? Cheetah is a long game nemesis, exactly. and and you and Ares too. long game one, yeah. Like Ares is is an immortal, but I, but I don't like the well. And the thing they're basically they're frenemies in the in the comics. 
her and Cheetah. So yeah, and, and the it's, nice it's, thing about it's a very interesting dynamic. Like it's right, cool. she's grounded, right? Like Ares is an all-powerful supernatural being. And yes, Diana to a degree is very in, in like Superman in that sense where I, I don't love heroes who are just sort of invulnerable. Like there's oh, totally. Yeah, annoying. but I liked that she was sort of having to give that up in this. I was like, oh, that's that is the one stake that I thought was well done in this. Is that, oh, she would have to sacrifice her own powers and everything that comes with that. But Cheetah is a great balanced villain here, right? Because it's like, okay, well, you're not all powerful, but you are, you're a good matchup. And so why, why waste her like this? Like, I don't, I, that was, that was pretty much Well, yeah, and the, and the thing that's, that, that's most different about her too is that in the comics, she doesn't have a choice. So becoming Cheetah was against her will. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes her so complex and so interesting because- she doesn't often make the right choices, and so Diana's always having to do things, but it's because she didn't have a choice and she didn't have, you know, as much agency to get there. And so Diana has a lot of empathy for that. And so it's a very, it's very cool, you know, and it's long term, and that's why it's so interesting about it. So it's wasted here. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because you can get there different ways. Like, you don't oh. have to do it the same, you know, I'm not one of those sticklers where, like, it needs to be exactly how it happened in the comics. I just want this, the the soul of it to be the same, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and the soul of Cheetah is not fully evil, you know, making those choices that way. Right. I think if I had seen this in theaters with a crowd, I would have liked it a lot more. Not that I didn't like it, but I I just, I, there were many moments I was like, oh, this was like a fan service moment. Not in the bad way necessarily, but there were, there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, the, when the invisible jet came on. I was I was into excited. that. I actually yeah, was I pretty was, happy. Right. Like, it was cheesy as hell. Right. It was it made no sense whatsoever, but I was like, oh I get, it's the invisible jet. Of course. And I was like, oh, I wish like yeah. I wish I was watching this with other people who would have appreciated that moment. And it's such an obvious moment, but you know, I think there is something to be said for the shared experience of this. And we did yeah. talk about this when Wonder Woman got announced that it was coming to HBO Max that, you know, and I was team uh, watch it on streaming because of safety, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, like it's, well, this well, and it's yeah. just you know I could see yeah you know, there's exactly. a, there's value in that and, yeah and I feel like the moment yeah. the the awful CG at the end when she's flying and it looks terrible oh, it right was, and it was, was and it's like it ten minutes long right it's like a <laughs> hundred hours long I'm not really sure but I feel like that moment in yeah. theaters might have been fun yeah because it wouldn't have felt a hundred years long. I don't think the CGI would ever get okay, but it might have been fun to watch that there. Yeah, or at home it was excruciating. (laughs) The scene at the end, you know, like the post-credits scene, I was just like, like that moment, you know, that's that's a moment that you walk out of the theater and you just, which is ironic because I'm like, that overshadowed probably the entirety of the plot of the film for me. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, in some ways, maybe it's good it came out on streaming and that it's like the only kind of superhero film of the year and that it gets out. Also, they've announced a third one, which. Yeah, and that was the problem I is know. they made this and then they announced the third one and I sighed. And I was like, if you had told me a month ago that th- that I would sigh hearing that another Wonder Woman no. movie was coming yeah. out, I would have said, I think you're probably wrong because I didn't think this could be as bad as, as I thought it was, right? Or as disappointing to me as I thought it was. And that jet moment, I mean, I could see people getting, I mean, I was like, oh, there's her invisible jet. Like, I don't really like how we got there, but cool, whatever. <laughs> but then when they're flying and they're flying just oh through my these fireworks. How does he know how to use a modern jet? Like, that he was doesn't. my question. He, 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 and first honestly, of all, he like, doesn't. they just like stole and, it from yeah, they oh, yeah, from the Smithsonian. Yeah. Yeah. They stole it. He doesn't know how to use it. They're flying in and the she, path she literally, of she steals all of these plane just so fireworks. Go with her. 
Yeah. Great. And then she's like, like where are your morals? And honestly, I was watching with my sister and she was just like, she's like, this is like a whole new world. Like, and it's like, and they were literally <laughs> going to Egypt. Yes. And then she's like, oh my God. And Pedro Pascal's like the genie. And I was like, this is Aladdin. Like this, that's, she's like, this is Aladdin too. And yeah. it, it just, yeah, the whole, <laughs> I had, a, I, it was rough. I wish I, I wish I had been drinking and I wasn't, um, unfortunately. <laughs> I did start at the end. But. <laughs> That's fair. I watched mine at like the middle of the day, but I was like, okay, this is, I'm going to try to do my best to recreate, a, you know, a cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. Or I like, you know, pulled my curtains out and it was just like 11 a.m. And it was a, it's a long movie. It's a yeah. very long movie. And I was like, it felt it, unfortunately. It felt it. Yeah, there are, there are cuts I would have made for sure. Like yeah. the whole Thermoscira thing in the beginning. I, I didn't have the issue where I was like, oh, her, I, I assumed that that was, she was like a little bit older at that point. Her mom had decided like, okay, fine. You're gonna become a warrior. And she was a know, teenager just... in the first one when she was upset about it though. Was she? Mm-hmm. I just watched it right before she was a little kid, which also didn't look like this little kid, which obviously different actors, but I was like, couldn't you have been a little closer? I, I assumed anyway, it was like... the same one. Cause I didn't watch them back to back. Yeah, no. And then she was a full on teenager um, when mom discovered she was learning to use a sword and she was pissed. Because she was just like shielding her from that life because she thought okay, she'd well, never yeah, have Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I and guess I was that like, just doesn't But matter. I liked being back there and I was enjoying it fine enough. It was fun sequence and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. But, but it didn't It didn't really matter later in the no. film, though. Only, I was like, only well, to the, I liked the talk it. about See, the truth. See, the thing is, is like, I really liked it because I, I wanted this movie to be about truth. You know, and like the truth lasso yeah. and like, but then they just didn't go there. They didn't actually right, and that's why I'm saying it, right? it did not so make just, sense. It did not it pay off with the I way they. But I wanted it to. I wanted yeah, for sure. you know to 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 be about truth and the power of truth, especially given you know society right now. Like I think that it could have been a really amazing moment if they had actually landed. Well, and I think the truth thing. I mean, I think it was supposed. I, I kind of took it as like turning into yes, the truth stuff, but like taking shortcuts and everything that you got from mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord was a shortcut to something you wanted. Mm. And that about that's not how we do things, even though she stole a jet and did all these other things, <laughs> but whatever, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying it was about like learning that, like, that's not how we're supposed to get what we want. There's, if right. there's no honor in that. So you need to do things correctly. So I think that, but it didn't necessarily land, but that's what I like took from that. But either way, I didn't need the sequence at the beginning to like make that, makes sense you know what i mean like it wasn't like some deep thing that i needed it's not the, it, it could have been better for sure i i can also understand like not enjoying it but i i just the, I, the vitriol at it just seems very aggressive it seems too far given yeah. some of the things that people have been fairly okay with yeah but I, I i completely understand the first one was really incredible and this one is not so sometimes the comparisons are hard yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna watch three. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, I gonna, mean, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna watch. It. It. Let's yeah. be honest. Also, yeah. the number one thing I took away from this, I was like, Patty Jenkins just fucking loves playing so much. Like, she is she gonna does. Yeah, we Rogue know. Squadron. She's gonna just have the time of her life. But also, please make it shorter because I don't need to see all the like. Oh, we're talking. I was like, we're looking at. The I thing. was like, like, it yeah, made we're me expecting like. It made me a little nervous for it. I won't lie. I mean, I'm hopeful yeah. still, but it just. I'm hopeful, I was like, but I I was nervous, more nervous now than I was before. Yeah, because she's she's super, I mean, you know, I love the first movie and I love her as a director from that movie, but she's still pretty new on the scene as far as directing things that we've all seen. Mm-hmm. And now it's like this, I disliked this enough to where I was like, ooh, this like really hurt there. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hurt, the, like the ratio is a little, the, the scale is a little more tilted than I would have imagined. So now wow. I'm like, oh, please be good. 
I'm, I'm not saying I would be like, oh, don't watch a Patty Jenkins film. No, 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 but no, I just, no. But no. I, just, I, know, but I, just, I, I just think I think when the Rogue Quadrant news broke, you know, we were all very much like, oh, trust in Patty, trust in Patty. And I now, thought I just I really and I still I just still think the Wonder Woman I, that first movie. I trust is strained, you know. Just a and, and so this just yeah. kind of hurt it a little bit because it's it's kind of again that one obviously had a budget too, but it feels almost like not to knock other directors too, but it's kind of like the difference between Lord of the Rings and everything else. I think Peter Jackson has done since where it's like, you see what someone does where it's a passion project and they're having to be really like pour their heart and soul into kind of getting this thing made and what they want to do versus, Oh, now they're just trusted. And then now they yeah, can just yeah, do whatever absolutely. they want. Exactly. And yeah. so now if, if she gets the, if she's in that zone where now she's just trusted and this is actually the kind of thing that when she's just trusted, she does, I, it will upset me. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I still have faith in her, but I'm just, oof, it's, it's, it's damaged a little bit. And I'm going to say something really divisive that I think you'll both disagree with. But for me, I would say if you were going to watch a female-led uh, comic book movie this year, make it New Mutants over Wonder Woman. <laughs> I really believe that. So, so I was telling Jackie this earlier. I not about New Mutants. I started writing my. I, I do a year in review. I do my top films of the year, and then yeah. this, usually I also do ones I'm most disappointed in. But I was like, this year it's, I don't feel that's fair to do. You know? Like I, this year, these <laughs> films everything. do not need. Yeah, they don't need that from me. And I was looking at it. I was like, I I will admit I'm not going to put probably not going to put Wonder Woman on there because I. You know, it was just not one of my top films of the year. But Birds of Prey is one that I'm like, oh, hell yes. I will. I forgot because, that was this year. I would put that number one. I love yeah, that movie. Because I, I was like, I really, I would. Vote. I had a lot of problems with it too. But mm-hmm. I, oh, sure. yeah, I enjoyed it. My experience, and but I'm, I'm also thinking back. I'm like, is this part of it? The experience of seeing it in the theater, seeing it with friends, being excited for it, going in, not knowing what to expect. I also not having expectations for that one because it's, you know, more standalone, I think in some senses, but I was like, yeah, I, the fact that I, I never would have imagined a world in which I would consider putting birds of prey above wonder woman on a list like that. No, never. And I, and I will say, I, I, I will correct my state. Cause I forgot that that came out this year already. This year has been like the longest fastest year of my life, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> I've, but I've watched, I've watched birds of prey several times since theaters. And I still, I still Me think too. it's just a And blast. I enjoy and it every time. It's not an amazing film, but it's one of those ones where, contrary to what I think Wonder Woman did, and of course not what New Mutants did, but it captures the the fun, I guess, mm-hmm. that a comic book brings, and and yep. that's something where I've just I will always appreciate that about it, and I think that the time watching that film, obviously, it's considerably shorter than this was, but I don't feel like there's a bunch of wasted time in it. I feel like it's all with the story it's telling. It's not trying to be anything crazy and it's just, well, crazy, but not anything huge. And it, it it's contained and it is just what it is. And it's just fun. It focuses on having a good time and I'm, I'm here for it. And I actually really like the action sequences, you know, so. And guess what? They weren't, they weren't defending the whole world. No, yeah, it was, no. Just, it was very contained. You know, and, and I just appreciate contained stories and I think yeah. that there needs to be way more of that. Well, I, I do, I do wonder, I'm like, okay, well, you know, Kathy Yen, new to the, new to the blockbuster scene, probably was under a little more scrutiny than Patty Jenkins was. And, and this, we've talked about this so many times before, but once you are allowed to do whatever you want, that's not always the best thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wonder Woman 3 coming out and. <laughs> Well, and I read a rumor, I don't know if she is, but I read a rumor that Kristen Wiig might return again. Yeah, as, I, I read you know, the same so. thing, which I'm like, why did you set this up? Well, I mean, it's not that we saw yeah. like an end for her in <clears throat> No, this, but, but without- she did relinquish her wish, so- you, But you connected her power completely to Maxwell Lord, who- Yeah. So, so it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, well, so now if she ever becomes Cheetah again, 
are you just going to do some other weird thing? thing? You know, like, I know. Oh, are we going to be like every story time? Yeah. Every time yeah. she becomes a cheetah, like, God, yeah. I wish I could get powers at least once. Like yeah. This lady gets them twice and has me the same power. I know. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? Come on. Right. <laughs> I Okay, I'm going to say something slightly unpopular. I think Kristen Wiig was good. She was fine. I don't think it had to be Kristen Wiig. No, it didn't. I didn't. Like, I I, no, it didn't need to be Kristen Wiig. I thought it made a lot of sense at first when she was just Barbara. Bumbling or I whatever. Thought she was, yeah. I was laughing at her. I, there were several lines she made like because of her so comedic. She, she's, I just I love her. I think she's hilarious. And I was laughing at several things. And I literally said to my sister, open, I was like, oh, Kristen Wiig might save this film. And then <laughs> I swear the second that I that she got her wish, I just didn't I just didn't buy it. And I felt, I, you know, it's hard for comedians, especially, I think, when they try to break into something where they're trying to be more serious and this and that sometimes. And I hate to be like, oh, she's just a comedian because I, I don't mean that. But uh, yeah, I just didn't really buy it. And there was a couple there were a couple lines where she was trying to be very serious. And she's like. Like one of them when they were learning what Maxwell Lord did eventually. And she was like, he did what? Or said something like that. And I just, I almost spit out whatever I was drinking, which was not alcohol. Because I was just like, wait, like it just didn't, I didn't buy it. And I was sad. Yeah. But but I, I think, I, you know, maybe if they had cast, I, I, and comedy is very hard. You know, I think comedy is course. much harder actually than drama. But the role wasn't overly comedic. And so if they had yeah. maybe gone with someone who was possibly more dramatic, mm-hmm. there might have been more stakes and more gravitas to those moments. And yeah. Or given her time to be that comedic part and eventually start becoming what is going to become Cheetah in the third movie. But why does she have to be yeah, Cheetah in this movie? Yeah, the thing is, movie? it's like she doesn't have to be Cheetah in this movie. She can just be she can like a bumbling sidekick person. Yeah. And maybe the mid credit thing is her finding yeah. uh, the archaeological thing that's cursed or whatever. Because what's you know, interesting. Whatever they're do. Yeah, because what's interesting here is since this was 84. I, unless I'm reading untrusted sources, but the little things I'm seeing were saying that Wonder Woman, the third one, would focus on Justice League's timeline. And therefore, I'm like, well, how old is Barbara Minerva going to be at that point? Because she's not, doesn't have her power at this point. So I, if she had become Cheetah by the end of this film somehow, like was getting there, I could believe that she's alive in her same state, you mm-hmm. know, 40 years later. Or, or if she just <laughs> stayed Cheetah is really what it comes down to, right? Sure, like, yeah. Stayed, yeah. But now it's like because your power and now you're just. Or there's a, some sort of mystical completely... something about. I you, right? now that you have said this, I would like to see like Arp Cheetah, where it's just like a gray cat <laughs> yeah. who's just like moving real slow, yeah. who maybe falls yeah. off a table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just like I'm still here yeah. though. Yeah, because because like, Kristen coughing Wick... up hairballs, you know, right. just like a hundred percent. Because I don't know how old Barbara Minerva was supposed to be in the film, but Kristen Wiig, I believe, is early forties, right? Late thirties, early forties. Yeah, maybe like late thirties. So early 40s. presumably she. She'd be like 80 in present day. I, I I don't know. It's just so it's weird to me. It's all very weird. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe it won't be present day. Maybe it'll be maybe the really 90s, later. you guys. That could yeah. be fun. Okay, so Matt, you did not like the film. Jackie, would you recommend it? Yes, but only if you understand that <laughs> this is paining you to say. Uh, yeah, that you know, you just have to not think mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. while watching it just kind of turn your brain off and enjoy it which i do way. think though i think that maybe that is its ultimate benefit right like that's something we need right now is to turn our brains off so, so maybe this don't think about the plot and yeah. don't have you know expectations and yes but you know i do understand how <laughs> awful it was trust fair enough fair enough all right <laughs> last but not least bridgerton bridgerton yes jackie well, loves it I want to hear from Jackie because Jackie stayed up till 6 a.m. 
right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jackie, watching. please walk us through your viewing on Christmas. <laughs> well, this is just <laughs> so, you know, obviously, like most people who love movies, on Christmas Eve, I was up at midnight trying to decide what to watch because, you know, it was a very difficult choice. We had a lot of good options. Um, and especially as a romance novelist fan, Bridgerton was kind of in the r- running where it might not have been for some of you, but. I ended up choosing Soul, so I watched Soul, um, okay. and then I was like, you know what? It's two thirty in the morning. It's too late to start Wonder Woman because that's two and a half hours long. I don't want to be up till five in the morning, so I'm just gonna watch episode one of Bridgerton so I can, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> see that that curiosity. Just a, just a taste, just a taste of just a, just a nibble that would that would last me till morning. Unfortunately, I forgot what kind of just a nibble. I am. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that I'm unable of to, uh, to nibble anything. That I am a full gobble kind of girl. So I ended up staying until like what six thirty in the morning, watching Bridgerton, and then laughing at myself because it was definitely so too, late, too long. It's, it's to too. Watch it's too. Woman. Yeah, we can't start Wonder Woman right yeah. now. But so you got to like four episodes. Four episodes. Then, I guess, yeah, I got four episodes in. Okay. By morning. So. And then you since finished it. We've all finished. I have it, right? since. Yeah. yeah, I have since finished yeah. it. There is a lot to like about it, and of course, there's a lot to critique. You know, like anything. Mm-hmm. But I will say this is entirely up my alley, and I am very excited and hopeful that enough people watched it that we get a season two. Um, and you read the books, right, Jackie? I did read yeah. the books. Okay. Did this cover like one book? Is this over multiple books? This is one book, the first book. Okay. So in theory, we would get so very typically romance novels do this, where they pick sort of a family that you get to know over a series of books. But each book is a romance for one person. So this this was Daphne's story. And then the next book is Anthony's Betty. story, I think. Anthony's oh, Anthony's story. Okay. And then we get Ollie's sister, story, I think. Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh. Uh, I don't So you but seal of approval. You this met your expectations. You enjoyed it. 100%. And as far as like an adaptation goes, was it a- pretty accurate or They made some changes that I think were yeah. necessary and Okay. Well, and that's, that's which we can get into that's, too. That's an important thing that you know. A lot of times, you know, we we read a lot of books and we like. I have not read these books, but we see a lot of page to screen adaptations, and people think everything has to be so literally translated. And it's like they're totally different mediums. So sometimes mm-hmm. changes are necessary, or just make more sense, or you know. And so I don't say that in a way where I'm like, oh, I would fault it if it wasn't. But right, like for example, we don't find out the identity of Lady Whistledown um, until like the sixth book. I think. Oh my. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So was it as obvious in the book way as it was into, um, <laughs> no, but I knew right away it was her. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they made I was it very surprised by that. Very obvious, sort of in the TV show, which I actually sort of didn't mind as much because in the in the books, you you are sort of trying to figure it out, and uh, I figured it out mm-hmm. before she told us, but it was not easy. Not book one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a very interesting change, but I love that we get to kind of explore Penelope's sort of guilt about ruining her own family to save Colin, right? Like, that's going to be very interesting to actually be able to, like, see the character kind of go through that, which we don't really get to see in the books because we don't know who Lady Whistledown is. Mm. Real quick tangent before we get Matt's reaction. How old do you think the actress who plays Penelope is? Mm. God, I, I, I was going to guess younger, but now I'm going to guess like 30s or something because she, she looks like a child, but maybe she's old. I recognized her from Dairy Girls. And I, I Wait, remember looking. Daphne? Are you talking about uh, No, no, sorry. Um, I, I thought you meant Penelope. Penelope. I'm so sorry. I thought you meant Daphne. 
No, how old do you think Penelope is? Oh, Penelope. Oh, probably 27. Matt? I would have thought like early 20s, mid 20s, but I'm going to guess like mid 30s now that we're... She's 33. Okay. (laughs) She's she's my age. Well, because I actually kind of think someone who looks like her to get into Hollywood needs to have very thick skin. And I think you can't have that very young. Yeah, and and you know her character on Dairy Girls is also a teenager, and yeah. I did. I mean, not she looks know. the part. I'm not. Yeah, you know, she looks the but part. But I think but, that uh, you need the wisdom, yeah. like in order to have her body shape and look like she does to be sure. in movies and TV. I think you have to have like a much thicker skin than anyone has at 20. So, and I was gonna say actually, Daphne I think is probably older than 19 because she was in Younger, is too, yeah. Younger a couple seasons ago, and she was dating oh, Nico. Was Nico Tra, blah blah blah. Oh, see, uh, I didn't recognize her. I, that's like, and I, that's where I saw her from. That's the only thing mm-hmm. I've seen her in. But but she looks young, you know. But I think she's probably more mid twenties. I'm assuming she is twenty five. Yeah, that, that makes yeah. sense. But she looks really young. Yeah, she looks so young. So not a bad casting, I guess, for someone. Because how old is it? Eighteen that they're in society? Is it sixteen? Like how old is she supposed to be? Sixteen. I feel like it's yeah. sixteen. Okay. Fifteen, sixteen, depending on when you okay. got your period. It's like a it's like a race so like moment. you know yeah. if, if you <laughs> yeah. got if you got your period you could come out. So yeah. they debuted yeah. the rest of them. So and oh, most right. men didn't marry until they were thirty. So it was right, yucky, perfectly balanced, yucky yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Matt, did you like it? I uh, did not. I hate watched this. I okay. I had a lot of my my poor sister can probably tell you because she watched it and we had similar opinions. But she she did a thing like Jackie where she did binge it and uh, I was rage texting her through a lot of things. Unfortunately, <laughs> I I just. I don't know. I, I thought the plot was so thin and it just made me like I uh, this whole the Duke thing. And he it was just this. I couldn't believe that his own the only reason was just that he didn't want to like carry on his name, the family name, and because he just was contrary and just made a thing to his. I, I get that he had a bad past and stuff with his dad, but like he just made this promise to his dad that he wasn't going to just to spite him. And that was the entire conflict with mm-hmm. their whole like relationship spawned from that. And their relationship was just driving me insane. I did not like either of them at all. And I just was like, I, I was just, every little thing was just so, I was like, are you kidding me? And I was just constantly searching for something interesting about this plot, but I just didn't think it was interesting. And the thing that frustrated me was I really wanted them to like pick a lane as far as what they were making. Cause it felt very, the problems, some of the problems were so of the time. And then there were other things that they did. Like his story is very modernized story. Like it would have been to me, I would think very scandalous for a man to be withholding, you know, carrying on his family name. Like that would be something that wouldn't be okay, which I know is why he was secretive about it. But if he can have, if that character can have these very modern uh, ideals, Wait, then why you can't think we- that's a modern ideal that like not carrying on your family name is? I think it's that more, was something- more of a modern- what do you mean? I've read a, I mean, well, I don't know. I've read a lot of Regency novels where that was like a definite thing between fathers to, and sons, you know, to, to spite not, each other. To spite oh, each to spite other each other. It. Okay, yeah. that could be totally So wrong. it was it a very, it was me. a very kind of like a, like a, I won't have any, you know, I will never get married, so I'll only have bastards and we will never have the family name carried. Oh, okay, then I'm totally wrong because I, yeah, then I'm wrong because I totally, I took that as very like, for me, it felt very newer, kind of like in this way where it's like we're expected to procreate and have children. So I'm thinking like, you know, I'm looking at things like, of course, totally different era, time, all this, stuff, whatever, or in area. But I'm looking at like something like Marie Antoinette and all these stories where it's like, and then with royalty, especially where, you know, the woman is 
is of course blamed for not being able to procreate when we don't even know if it's her problem. Marie Antoinette's husband wouldn't even sleep with her in the in you know films stuff like that and books. So it's a thing where it's like I'm looking at it as like they're expected to do this, and it's something where he was like I'm not going to do it. And he wasn't, if it was so common and okay, then why couldn't he just say that? Like, why couldn't he just tell everyone I'm not procreating instead of making it this big thing that he's, oh, I'm just not going to get married and I'm just going to lead people on and just and eventually, I guess, have to face it. But the whole agreement they came to just made no sense to me because it was like, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, I just didn't, I was just like, what are these decisions? And I wanted it to be more of like, because it was kind of a, the gossip girl kind of vibe with the, you know, the idea of the person who's writing all this gossip about everybody. I was like, I wish we could kind of modernize some of the drama and make it even juicier for like modern times set in this setting to kind of make it satirical or I don't know what else, I guess, but it just, it just didn't land for me. I just wasn't interested in any of the stories, sadly. Jackie, did you feel the leads had chemistry? I did. Yes. Yeah, I didn't feel that either. Unfortunately, I, I just, I don't know. And then they would get mad at each other. And then, you know, he, the, the, the story point of like, they were trying to save the scandal of them getting caught making out. So it's like, oh, well, we better just get married. But then she knows she's entering into something where their society is going to be looking at her if she doesn't produce a child. And the mom even kind of talked about that like- a little bit. Yeah. And so it's like, that's a different potential scandal she's going to be getting into but we're going to save face by doing that and then but she doesn't ruin he says, her sisters that way because which if she, is, yeah which is a right you know it's a big difference yeah but then it's like he says oh i i cannot give you an errand i guess and she takes that to mean like he's unable to when he's when he just doesn't want to say he just doesn't want to so then we get to the point where it's like oh, okay and then she's mad because that betrayal and then See, that was the part don't. that i didn't like is I they feel like speak and, and for weeks. It, well, it's exactly like it happens in the book. So it's a very as someone who loves romance novels, I am these critiques are completely on point and totally acceptable. It's just something that I like seeing these tropes in real life now and seeing them on TV for kind of some of the first time and enjoyed myself in that. It's just like the plots I always complain about, right? In most movies where I'm like, it could if it could be solved with solved one, conversa- one conversation, conversation yeah. then you know it shouldn't and honestly the plot between them could have been solved by one conversation pretty much always there was never a time when it couldn't have been well, i was like how is this a show this should be a movie like there was just not enough but for I, me i was just like this is yeah like, oh. and i and i get it like i totally understand that i liked the slow burn between them i enjoy when we finally get to the point it's it's just like a romance novel in that way and and seeing all the the tropes like him licking his spoon and and just all the stuff that happens in romance novels all the time that you don't get to see because it's female gazy we did get to see here and i really appreciate it it was just fun and colorful I loved all the scenes the effects were awful okay like just you know the panning shots of you know the wide shots everywhere were terrible and it was definitely video game a lot of the time but I enjoyed that they tried to make it you know so festive and colorful and kind of a little more fantastical you know some of the balls and things yeah no, that makes sense my my main takeaway was the devil wears prada is to emily in paris what pride and prejudice is to this and that's how i felt yes. like, I just, I really it's so true way. oh my god it's so true and i just thought i i i like things enough things set in this kind of era and this kind of time you know where i am not necessarily saying oh they're all made for me but i am an audience member who has enjoyed several and i i, I do love Parts about the story of Pride and Prejudice. I love Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice more than The Four Hour, which I know is very controversial. What? I know. Oh, I, I agree. And not I, many it's women very controversial. would agree, but I, I loved his better. I 
I love it. Wow. But either way, wow. I, wow. but either way, I am, I am but I, we can have this out but, at some point. But I'm just saying, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like both. I like I like the story well enough. I've actually even read that book, and I like the book fine. Like it's like I, you know, so I just felt I was like, God, oh, there's just ways that this felt like a really B level version of that story, which not everything has to be compared to that story or whatever, but. It just felt so like oh please. I mean this like clearly Emily, borrows you know. heavily from yeah sure this, but that's this but that's why that's why I yeah. draw the comparison because with the Emily in Paris thing I was like even though it's we're comparing to Sex in the City it was so just like the idea of the kind of Devil Wears Prada and like the industry right. kind of consuming you I, I and so I, I I draw that comparison and I leave it there and that would be my that would be my review title yeah I, I, it's a very apt comparison it's just because like I I wanted to like this a lot I. I'm a sucker for romance films, generally speaking. You know, I like the idea of this whole sort of just race is not an issue. And I do want to talk about that in a second. But I just felt zero chemistry between them personally. And also, uh, this is a not fair criticism. I just didn't like the main actress's face. <laughs> or maybe it was her acting, but like she oh. just was, her face was so puckered all the time. That's so funny. And just so serious. And, and you know, some of it's the period like dress and the haircut. It might have just been, I really, the Duke of Hastings, I thought he was so hot. And so I thought he maybe, was very attractive, maybe but I just did not matter feel to between the two of them. Sure, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. you know, because I don't, her acting was pretty wooden uh, through most yes. of it. Uh, see, so. yeah, I actually thought she was better than he was as an actress, though. I mean, I didn't think either of them were amazing. I mean, he didn't, I didn't think, agree, yeah. but, but I just thought he was so attractive. That didn't matter. Yeah, I didn't think any of the acting was really worth mentioning, but I, I didn't think any of it was, like, just so bad I couldn't look at it, but I believed her more than I believed him. So I think that's it. It's an interesting point. He is what I would say modern day standards hot, right? Like I highly doubt that men back then were like rocking six packs and boxing or whatever, but she is cast more, I think in a a sort of era appropriate beauty standards. And so I was just like, there was a huge disconnect for me because I was like, oh, he's sexy. She's delicate. (laughs) (laughs) She's a delicate rose. Yeah. Um, can I say it really bothered me that his left ear was pierced and they didn't like cover it? I know. It, I wanted it, to he just never cover had, it. Just, or just put something in there that but I didn't know. I did not know that is, at all. Well, because what's her face? Lady uh, Featherbottom. Featherbottom? Feather something. Oh, yeah. Penelope's. Yeah. Uh, mom. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. I think it's Featherbottom. She's the lady no. from Rome. Is all Either I know her as. Yeah. Rome. She definitely, she had, she had a piercing in her cheek. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was like a mole or something. I didn't realize. No, oh, yeah. it's definitely a hole. So like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Yikes. Piercing. And so I thought that like, oh, okay. Because I don't mind that. I don't mind the little incongruencies um, sometimes for modern stuff, but. I love well, I wouldn't have minded if I wouldn't have minded if they decided he had a pierced ear, but I'm like because yeah. he wasn't. I'm like cover it up. I just kept noticing it. Was, it. it was bizarre, and that's yeah. kind of just not to interrupt it, but to speak to your point of like he was just such a modern person, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I think my my other biggest challenge with it, and we talked about this when we saw the trailer for it, is like cool, like theoretically colorblind setup. But Dana, one, you got two seconds of an Asian and maybe uh, one right. episode. Yes, yeah. no lines. I think one I of think the, one of them definitely makes a face the, at somebody. Okay, they were definitely in the background, Dana. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, God, oh my Dana, God, I should they be were so grateful. There. So grateful like, for. My God, like, come on. Man. Yeah, but 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 that aside, even right by at the time I got through episode, I was like, okay, we're not putting Asians in this. Baby steps. It's a different. It's a different conversation. This is, this is right? black like, and it's white, and that's yeah. It's black and it's white. That's their mm-hmm. version of colorblind, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, 
that's a separate issue. But I think the way that they didn't address race at all actually became problematic in the casting, right? Because they have this character who is ruined, supposedly, you know, she's the one who, she's the only, aside from the queen, the only female black character that we really, and the, and the aunt, I guess. But she's the only young female black character we see. And she has the scandal that is directly associated with her, right? She's ruined. She's expected to go with these like older men. She didn't have to be that person. Make it, make another family black completely or make something. But like, why are you having the one storyline that revolves around a so, like a solo female character be about ruinous things? Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least the queen was very strong and very multi uh, Sorry, uh, but, but, but I'm in looking at the characters who are involved in romances, right? Like the queen is sort of this like generation removed. Same with the aunt. This is really, if we're looking at this from like the gossip girl type angle, even Pride and Prejudice, it's focusing on these young people in these romantic relationships. It's a romance show. And so you're having this one romantic character, you know, maybe she's going to marry the brother of what's her face, you know, but it, but the fact that she is the ruined one and she's the black one, I, I found that slightly problematic. Yeah, I know it's interesting. And I, I, I could see that perspective for sure. Cause it's like, I appreciated that there were, if we're going to go with colorblind being black and white, I appreciated that there seemed to be a, a large amount of both, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. uh, spread across. But when you do talk about saying we're following young people, we had one black man and one black woman and everyone else was a white person, you know, and then right. it was like the, the people that were following as far as these romances are going, I guess. And then, yeah, the one black woman is the one who's ruined which I, I could totally see that being problematic for sure but i didn't actually think of it but yeah why not make that entire family the whistle the penny but what are they the feather the feather yeah or whatever they could have all been like why, why are they not all black mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like why do suddenly like the cousin from the country happens mm-hmm. to be the only person of color in that family you know there's no reason except for the yeah. casting choices to to make them it, it just highlighted the difference for me and i was like oh you've actually done yourself a disservice for me in sort of delineating like separating this character out from her family in quotes but she's also very visibly separated out because she's the black young girl well i think i think what was the most problematic probably for me is that you know the aunt is talking to the duke of hastings and talking about like how sort of tenuous their situation was because the you know the king just happened to fall in love with the black woman right and then they all got lands and and property and things and and then i just kind of wish we hadn't explained it at all Right, that they had just been a, a lord in land, right? Because, whatever it, well, because it doesn't yeah. matter, and it, it's not important. But I think that like trying to explain it actually does a disservice in the sense that now we do have to look at racial politics in it, mm-hmm. right? Because you've introduced mm-hmm. racial politics right. into the conversation by saying that. Whereas before, it could have just been colorblind, and we just didn't, we didn't well, we ever didn't, talk we about didn't it. Need racial it. politics weren't a thing. Uh, we didn't need that, that explanation, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, and so it just it didn't it didn't enhance anything by getting that totally. And so that was anything. one sort of misstep for me, where I was kind of like, oh man, I wish that we had just sort of let it, yeah. let it live and breathe as it is. Speaking of the character, Jackie, I don't know if you can clarify based on book or if I just, I don't know if I was paying enough attention at certain moments of the show, but with her story and she's staying with aunt and cousins, the feathers, you know, feather people, and she's <laughs> pregnant feathers. and she's, and she's ruined. Right. I don't remember. I, I don't know if I missed why she was sent there because they didn't she know was she sent was there pregnant. Because her, the dad owed her dad money. Okay. So he didn't have so the money like, to give her a proper season. And so it's really expensive to go to all those balls and get all the dresses mm-hmm, and all the mm-hmm. stuff. And so, and, and you need someone in polite society in order to make the okay. production. And, and so, so she, she is sort of working off his debts. 
And okay, and that makes sense. But then so like Oh wait, I thought I, I interpreted based on the events of the show that her father was owed money by yeah. what's his face. So yeah, she's okay, okay. she's like taking up she's she's receiving she's receiving the debt payment debts, or, in the yeah, form yeah, yeah, of yeah. like society okay. okay. Sure. Society you know Yeah, being given that stuff and so capital, capital in society essentially. Yeah. yeah. And so that makes sense. And then I can understand why the aunt would care so much about because she's staying under their roof that if like this scandal got out, it would ruin all of them because she's responsible. They're responsible for her. Is Was there a reason unless it's just he went off to war why she couldn't just be with the Spaniard who got her pregnant if they were in love? He went off to war. I would was it because he went, because off, to he went off to war yeah. and that maybe her dad seems like a social climber. So maybe okay. he so wanted he her to like marry someone titled, you know, and so because mm-hmm. he was. They were just like the neighbor boys or something, right? So. Okay. Well, because that's what was confusing to me. Because then when they showed like the feather mom, but I think and, you know, obviously woman, like, if her dad had the letters and stuff. Mom. And, well, I can't remember the name, but I, I just I, I when know I, was, I just they're the feather people. It's fine. Well, I yeah. When I was better. when I was texting my sister, I was like the feather people versus the Richardsons. I don't know. And like and I, yeah. but I knew Penelope's name, but other than that, I was just like the feathers and I, the, but the flashback of them like writing the letters and forging his. I was like laughing at that, but I was I was trying to understand why everyone was so anti being with this guy versus like and I know he's at war. But uh, but that could be enough, I understand. But I, <laughs> I was just yeah. I was confused by that. I was like trying to figure out if there was more, so that makes sense. I thought Eloise did a good job. I thought she was fun. She's the one who would like smoke with her brother on the um, oh yeah, she was swings. my favorite character by far. Yeah, and she you know she's the one. I like that they highlighted how little they told women back then about how sex worked. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny, kind of a good gag when, when she was like talking. And to that point, and you can confirm this, I guess it's probably an update for the show, which I think is a necessary one. But <laughs> she rapes him in the book, kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah, lady rape. That's a yeah, thing. because she gets because when she finds out that he's withholding the semen from her and understands why. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. That is one hundred percent accurate description of what is yeah. happening. It's just but, such an absurd <laughs> set of stakes to yeah. center a show around, like I the know. withholding of semen. <laughs> I know, but she. I was reading that. I guess in the book, she gets he gets so drunk beyond kind of whatever that then consent. she has sex with him and beyond consent functionality and and, and kind of you know kind of date rapes him. Um, and that, um, and, and so I that, thought, I'm glad that got changed because <laughs> well, I, I um, couldn't like her at that point. No, who know? could? And so that's the thing is like, it's funny. <laughs> What's great about it in some ways is that Julia Quinn, she faced a lot of backlash, obviously, for it. And then none of the rest of the books are very, very consent first and very, very okay. that way. That's good. So she so did she learn learned. and she yeah. apologized yeah. and, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why they, they changed it, obviously, in a TV show to make it yeah. not. And yeah, and, and to what they changed it to, I was kind of like, well, just get her off of you. Like, I don't understand what the, like, what the problem no, is here. No, because he could have, right? Know, like was, yeah. But yeah. In, in, yeah. in the book, it's very dark because sure, it starts yeah. stuttering again and, like, it gets. And it gets, you, yeah. And here's and the thing is, is like, you know, I, I, of course, would rather we just remove rape as a trope from stories in general, but it's not like it couldn't exist and be a thing that she really would have done and all this, whatever, but it would have very big implications on her character. I would imagine when reading the book, I can't imagine I would like her anymore at all if I liked her at that point, but maybe, right. I don't know. I mean, this is by far my least favorite book, so. Yeah, of all hmm. of them. But, but Interesting. they're not they're not full of plot or anything so i mean i wouldn't yeah. expect that on is, is this the first book in the series in terms of series of events yeah uh-huh. so it's your least favorite but you liked it enough to still keep going and read more well, yeah. you liked it enough I mean, but it's no, 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 like, that's the fair. first that's harry fair. potter I mean, book is my least favorite also the first is 
Yeah, yeah but I, well, I, I suppose at the time you don't know, right? Because you haven't read the yeah. others. And so like none of us knew that that was actually going to be the weakest, I think, Chamber of Secrets is actually the biggest, but but look, you think the Pride and Prejudice movie is better than the BBC series, so no, we I, all have our things that we're. I don't think it. I know it. Well, but I know yeah. then the Chamber of Secrets. It, actually, no, that's not true. Goblet of Fire is the weakest. Yeah, that's my hands down. Yeah, Goblet of Fire is pretty weak. Yeah, but Thank I you. never reread the first one ever. Oh, I've reread. I have, I have yeah. read it, Harry Potter but while. usually I started like. I enjoy the the oh, smallness. Really? I enjoy the smallness of it. Yeah, like, and they're so it. quick to get through at that yeah, point. I love but, it. but but either way, you yeah. know, I guess you don't know what's to come, and so <laughs> who's to come? <laughs> who's to come? Where? When? Yeah. Uh, in whom? Yeah. In or whom, if they're where, withholding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she's like, does that hurt when that happens? And he's like, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I did laugh at those parts. I appreciated the kind of the highlighting of like how you literally are told nothing. I like I just it. love when Eloise is just like, and apparently that's not even a requirement for marriage because she just assumed you had to be married to get pregnant. Oh like, yeah. T- tonally, I wish it had been but a little would, more of that. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, I was looking for more of those kind of like the mm. really highlighting. I, I wanted it to kind of be a funny thing that was kind of doing that tone where it was kind of making fun of how crazy things were back then in this kind of way where when we're focusing around a, a rag mag, I wanted the gossip to be like something that I guess that even I found really juicy, not just like if I was alive in that time, I'd find super juicy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it could have been really fun if it was like that, like kind of more satirical, I guess, in a way. But Well, or also like, I just felt like they were all so self-serious, right? Like they're yeah. 15, 16, 17 for the girls, at least, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and yes, and, be, so, yeah. right, right, right. Like a period appropriate sort of concerns, but it was a little limiting for me in terms of my interest where I was just like, okay. Yeah. That's why I did like Eloise. Like she, I was like, oh, yeah. you, you like, you have a brain beyond this. Well, and I liked Penelope as a character. And as I said before, I totally like guessed that it was her very early on. And then by the time we got to like episode six, when she was upset about the one guy that she obviously had a crush on, whatever, the one Bridgerton kid, uh, I was like, okay, it's clearly her. And then I was rolling my eyes at the whole, like, I was like, did, did anyone think that it was really the seamstress lady that like any viewers, maybe in no offense if people did, but I just felt like it felt obvious from a plot standpoint. However, I didn't love that we did see enough of Penelope in private moments where she was very like, you know, she's obviously concerned about how her family's being, you know, all these different things, the things that are happening, the implications of what she's done, which we don't know at that point she's done. But we saw enough of those where she's worried about this. And I was like, the retconning here seems fairly simple in some ways. Like she was upset or worried that the queen was upset with the rag mag. So just start writing nice things about the queen. Instead of just not, like, you know, like you could wreck mm-hmm. on certain things. And then at the end, when we do see her in the carriage, she's got this like smug look on her. I was like, this would be more fun for me if this character actually was just really having fun meddling in everyone's business all the time and just kind of getting everyone, everyone in an uproar and kind of just messing with society just to do it <laughs> you know rather yeah even, even though i get like, she, but she's trying to fix things at first whereas again in the whole series we every time we saw her she was kind of frantic about it and then it's like i don't think i'm like so it didn't really match up that she's this kind of smug snarky writer who's actually this frantic in real life you know what i mean it didn't make sense to me it also took away a lot for me in terms of like okay well you're just a monster because you've shown the side of you where like oh you started out caring for the you know the cousin or whoever mm-hmm. it is and then you, I get the betrayal moment, right? It's like, okay, these are the stakes. You love this boy. And so you're going to go through with this. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, just the motivation for it and, and making everyone else's lives hell just seemed so extreme. And then to have her just, 
feel not any like no sense of guilt about it at the end yeah. and clearly is like going to continue writing is this like that made the betrayal of the cousin feel way worse for me i was like oh you're just a dick yeah <laughs> like, but then i wanted to lean into being a dick right and that's why I, the yeah. whole time she because yeah you can i guess, I guess what i was yeah. um, and that's the thing is maybe i'm just assuming that's where she's going with it that we're gonna either we're gonna see more gravitas towards what happened in next season or we're gonna see her lean into being an asshole that's yeah. fair that's very fair yeah. yeah and i hope that they do it's just that the snark and smugness of what she was writing didn't to me didn't match up with how she was acting in her private moments like yeah if we only if we only saw the character in non-private moments i could totally buy it but we saw enough of her by herself looking really really upset and concerned about certain things and never really looking kind of like oh take this you know like like you know what yeah. i mean like because they wanted to fool us and it felt very like you're just hoping to fool us rather than yeah Telling like, it or in a she's just way. a psychopath. Like that's what it led me. Yeah, I was maybe like, oh, maybe she okay. is, you know, because maybe she is. Yeah. But when she's see, in the zone it, writing, she's in this. Yeah, like, you I know? think the hard part is is that because she's not revealed until much later in the books, that if you're going to stay true to the story and like what happens to her in the story, that like they would have had to add that in a little bit better. And obviously they should yeah. have, but they didn't, right? Yeah. Because like oh, totally. she's, we don't know who she is for a long time. So, yeah. but in the books, does it line up where it's like, do you look back and see her in private moments later being like, oh, well, why were you acting that way if you were this person? Or does it, because then that gets to me where I'm like, you're not telling this effectively. It's kind of like the twist. I mean, maybe, like, but I honestly don't. You shouldn't don't. have seen it coming. You yeah. Know? That ends up being the thing. Of, eh. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. But it, Whistle Down, at least for me in the books, was just sort of a plot device. And so it's, it's an interesting plot device, but not one that I particularly cared. Yeah about sure. the character or what happened behind it. It was just like, we'd get whistled down tidbits to move the story along every once in a while. And, you know, right. so, well, so, so I didn't think, I didn't think that deeply about it. Yeah, that's fair. I just, yeah, I wish. Yeah. I think, I think my other biggest sort of challenge with it is I think it could have been maybe two episodes shorter. Well, I like, think it I think, could have been a movie. So you're, well, you're yes. And yeah, I, I, yeah. But I, I, I think <laughs> but there's yeah. some value in drawing out some of the drama and like mm-hmm. building the stakes and being like, okay. Cause also so many characters. That was just like, I, I'm, I've lost track. Like I, there are feather people, there are Bridgertons, there are you know this, this whole like a lot of Bridgertons, there's so a lot of Bridgertons. Yeah, still, I'm not 100 percent sure who's a Bridgerton and who is a suitor or whatever. Very confusing. They all started to look alike, but the, they all were dressing alike too. But yeah. yeah, like I, I was just like I feel like we tried to cover too many of the side stories too early on. Because if we are setting up for a franchise, a series, or whatever, I don't necessarily need the brother and the opera singer. You know? oh, I liked that one. I think it was well, cool. I, I liked she, it, like, but I either wanted more of it and like to focus more. I didn't need some of the other bits and pieces. Like they I just think kept also to it stuck to the romance novel trope of just like having the main plot be this sort of thin romance plot. And then the, the subplots could be more interesting, but we never delve deeply into any of them. And they're just mm-hmm. sort of there to sort of distract you from. The yeah, and, I, I guess and, maybe yeah. like as a genre, I'm not super familiar with in terms. Yeah, of and I totally understand like that. Like it's yeah. a it's a bizarre pacing thing, right? That yeah. you get used to when you read romance novels. But I can fully see it as genre. Well, and so far, and I can only speak as just just having watched the show. But so far, I don't really like like a lot of these characters, which is the hard part I'm mm-hmm. having. Where if we're going to get a whole season focusing around the brother Anthony, I did not like him at all. I thought the actor was fine, but which, I did not. Which, which one was the, Anthony? Old, the oldest? The I, oldest again, one. I still don't oh, know. The oldest the one, brother. Okay, okay. The, the, one the opera the, singer yeah, guy. The opera singer. I, yeah, I did not I, like him, and I just I was know. like, you were. And it's I know it's interesting because they left, and I don't, I don't remember if this happens in the book. 
or like we find out why Anthony is the way he is. He's got a subplot or like a backstory that for some reason they didn't share in this one. And I'm Mm. not sure if like the bees. Do you remember the bees? It's. Yeah, and I remember something. seeing a bee on like the feather people's door in the first episode. I was like, why is there a CGI? Oh yeah, bee there the was door? a very close yeah, yeah, very bizarre close. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Is he allergic to yeah. bees? Is he gonna die from Well, a do you want thing? me to tell you? But I, I Yeah, I absolutely want you to tell it, me. It might yeah. be a spoiler. Spoilers. Really Spoil- sure. Spoilers like, for yeah, yeah. But the the father who everyone adored died in front of Antony from a bee sting and no one knew that he had been allergic. And so I called it bee sting. <laughs> yeah. And so he dies like right in front of him. And so then Antony becomes this ridiculously overproductive person because he couldn't save his father. Mm-hmm. And he had to just like watch him die. And so he becomes this like overprotective asshole, which is sort of what we see in this season. But I'm not sure like A, why they didn't explain that, or maybe they're uh-huh. gonna go into it next season. And the B thing was very interesting because it's a like harbinger of doom sort of in the books. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. keep it around it means something bad's gonna happen, right? And it was just bizarre to sort of introduce it but not explain it. Yeah, that's yeah. a very like it's not it's they obviously spoiler, were CG it... CGBs. So it's just kind of one of those things where they paid money for yeah, this right. whole like, shot gonna... and this whole thing yeah. and it wasn't there. And so I think, like, because I've read the books, I was able to fill in, you know, yeah. a lot of these gaps that... I mean, to me, that's just such a weird thing to hold back because it is something you could cover very quickly that yeah. would sort of help humanize his character. They had the time, yeah. Because he was such a jerk that you're just like... And I, I like that he grows and then he listens to her after, but the first... Yeah. You know, the main first plot is just him not listening to his own sister, which is like when she has tons yeah. of suitors and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's like... Ironically... Well, yeah. That part, I was like, this feels the probably truest to the times. Like, yeah, it I have probably no, I was. Just say, yeah. I was going to say, that still... didn't bother me as much, but I, I didn't like him. But I was like, oh, this feels true to the times. But then, but then you don't... The, I was like, and I'm sure it's more true to the times than I would care to admit. But like the the duel thing, I was like, oh, I was like laughing out loud. I was like, what in the world? Because it just felt like the duel because he was like, oh, let me duel you and this and that, whatever. And then when he catches them making out in the hedge maze or the garden or wherever they were. The midnight beat the garden. Cr- and, I know it's his, and I know it's his sister and you're protective of her sisters and this and that, whatever. But it was just such the like, oh my God. And then 10 minutes later, he's like, but let me go and sleep with this opera singer again. It was just, and I know it's double standard, but I was like, I hate you. Right. But I, I was just like, I was so you know? totally ready to accept that double standard because I do think like yeah. that time. Oh, period, I'm sure it's, oh, I'm sure it's accurate. It's just I just like, mean yep. as far as like, I can't currently can't imagine watching an entire season of watching him get love. Cause I don't like right. it. So that's, that's what I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I think that that would be something that a man wouldn't do today or 500 years ago. I just mean, I don't like him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Can like, someone eh. clarify for me? Because again, the brothers all did blend together for me. Who is the one who goes to the figure drawing classes and then like walks in on the dude Benedict. making out with another dude? Benedict. And is that one, that's one of the Bridgerton? He's a Bridgerton. Yeah. So the Bridgertons like are all named Bridgerton or something like that. There's three boys and three girls, right? They're named alphabetically. So it's okay. Anthony and then Benedict, Benedict and then Colin and then Daphne okay. and Eloise. Eloise okay. and yeah, Francesca. Okay. And then there's like another kid. Six kids, okay. I think, right? Three girls, three right? boys. Yeah, I don't know. There's either six or nine. I don't remember. I think there's oh. there's like another there's a young oh, boy because he's like oh okay the yeah. young I don't know anyway so okay so Benedict what is like what was that hinting at I was like is he gay is I he... hope he's gonna be gay 
How great is he getting the books? I don't think so. But, it, you know, honestly, I haven't read most. Of, I only reread my favorite ones. So I haven't read most of them since. Because you know, they just, like there was so there was clearly something going on there and, you know, like swinging and whatever it was. I was like, OK, cool. But what's the point of this in the greater scheme of things? That's something to me that was like, oh, this could have, again, been held for a different season. It was that conversation with Anthony later, right? Yeah, it's also showing the difference between, you know, a firstborn son and a secondborn son and kind of what mm-hmm. Sure, but but did we need that in season one, I think is my question. If we're trying to cram all oh. of this stuff in, you know, why not introduce this family, introduce this world, and then start to build out? Or if the plan was always just, oh, we only want to do one season. That's totally different to me. But it seems like- I, they I think were it's one of those things more. where they were sort of straddling the knife of like, hey, maybe we won't get a second season. So we have to introduce everyone. But hopefully we get a second season. So we're going to leave some of these strands here. Yeah. I hope for you that, that the way they do, you know, and I, for people involved, I don't want people to be out of jobs. You know, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> like, right. I, but I couldn't stop myself from watching it only because I was like, I just want to see this resolved, even though I know how it's going to resolve. Like, I know it's going to be a happy ending because that's just the structure of these shows. Right. But I was like, I just, I need to go on this journey for some reason. Also, because again, at that point I'd watched everything else, but yeah, like I, I didn't hate, hate it. I just didn't connect to it. I would say. Yeah. I'm on that level. I didn't like hate it, but I, I, but I hate watched it in the way that I hate watched Emily in Paris where I was like, I'm going to finish this and we keep going. This, I was, I was just constantly waiting and hoping for something that I thought was like really juicy and scandalous to kind of come to the front. And it just never seemed to get there for me, but I was, I had hope it would at some point. And I, yeah. I, I, I don't think any of it's going to be scandalous more. enough for you if, if, if they yeah. stay true to the books, because it's, it's yeah. still going to be the, the Regency. Right. Yeah. I think, I think Emily in Paris is a different level of, because it's just so outlandish and so crazy and so out there with some of like the things that she's engaging in, as opposed to this, which is like, oh, this is trying to be straightforward. You know, mm-hmm. it's not trying to do a twist. It's not trying to do whatever. The whole, the, the, the twist is in the form of the casting. But aside from that, it's just playing it pretty straight and narrow. But, but Emily in Paris was just like so absurd with the situations those characters were put in. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe someday somebody will look back and, you know, a hundred years from now and watch that and be like, oh, that was such a silly time. It'll be like the Regency <laughs> 2.0, you know, but, yeah. but as a present day viewer of it, it's definitely not, not that extreme for me. Oh yeah. No, I, I didn't think. But, but I, similar, I enjoyed similar. it more. I hate, yeah. I hated it. I enjoyed hate watching that more because yeah. I was like, this is just so absurd. As yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is trying. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just not for me necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. The thing is, too, is like, I, I like a good romance and, and stuff. And I because I pretty early on didn't really care for either of these characters. I'm yeah. not saying that everything has to be I love a movie where I don't like any of the characters and this and that if I find them interesting enough with like depth that I care about. But I think I needed I really needed to like these characters enough to be rooting for them in the way that I root for like, you know, Darcy and Elizabeth. I can't even think of the names. Lizzie. I, Lizzie? Like, I can't even think of like the names. I'm like, wait. Former Elizabeth. I'm like, oh. Fe- but, Feather but Mom. Feather like, Mom. And the- I'm all I love this movie. And I can't remember her name. But yeah, I like that. I I need to want to like root for them. And I, I found them. Like, yeah, I found them just really. They'd get really mad about something and then they wouldn't like, they'd just be like dickish to each other. And then they wouldn't, they just wouldn't talk yeah, for like, we- presumably I mean, weeks childish. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then they would just, one of them would make some big, over the top proclamation, they'd be like, "Oh," and then they'd bang, and then it'd be cool so until their banging. next until their next fight. And I was like, "All they have in common is that they want to have sex together." At that point in the show, it felt that way to me, where I was like, "I don't see 
you guys caring about each other as people or the chemistry here. And I was like, you should have just married that prince guy and become a princess, honestly. Because I, I just was I like, mean, I'm, I'm not, I was know, rooting for the prince guy. It's fairly shocking that she didn't, to be honest. That felt yeah, weird. I, that the, felt weird that for the times for me. Felt, I was like, yeah. And it felt weird that the mom would be kind of like, no, go with the, you know, kind of like happy yeah. about the Duke more than marrying a prince, you know? So I, I was a little like, huh. But yeah, I was like, all, all you seem to have in common to me is that you guys are compatible sexually. And, uh, which, Except you know, for the withholding for of the sperm. Well, withholding of sperm aside. But, you know, they, they, they enjoyed each other's bodies. And I was like, I can appreciate that. I think that's, you know, that's, a, that's great. But that, I don't, I don't see it lasting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Um. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel the deeper connection, I guess. And I wanted that. And I think if it, if it had that or something where I was feeling more compelled to care about their relationship, I would have found more enjoyment in watching it despite the other things I didn't like, you know? Well, I think also just because so many characters kept telling us that, oh, well, clearly you're in love. Like, the mom kept being like, oh, I, lo- I saw the way you looked at him. And I get it. What they were trying to set up is like, they'll come to that realization on their own mm-hmm. later. But mm-hmm. I was like, nah, not buying it. I, it. I mean, either way, it's, it's, yeah. I am glad, Jackie, that you enjoyed it, especially because yeah. you were set up the most to like it. Mm-hmm. We need that. It was made times. for me. So it was one of those things, yeah. you know? up my alley um understand if it's not up alleys so mm-hmm. you know well yeah and i'm always happy despite whether whether or not i like something i'm always happy if it speaks to audience members that it's really really intended for and if they it's successful for them then great and i and i hope it does continue for that reason i just don't necessarily want to watch it but i think yeah my it, other friends uh, that have read know. the books all enjoyed it too so i think good, that, good. Um, i've been seeing definitely... people post about it and stuff that the people are liking it so i think um yeah i mean all the things all the things we talked about tonight are true yeah. Well, that is our last episode for this calendar year. Oh, Thank God we're done with You're not going to make No, no, don't make the joke. Don't make this. <laughs> don't do what? it. What joke? See you next year. That's not uh, what I was going to say. I thought you were going to make it. I thought you were going to yell at me for making like a hindsight is 2020 joke or something like that. I was like, I don't know which well. joke I'm going to make. <laughs> I was just going to say thank you for sticking with this this yeah. year, but I'll see you next year. No, <laughs> I'll hear you next year. I hate that one so much. I'm just so I, glad I wasn't in the office this year to ever hear it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that's very fair. Do you either, do you either, both of you have, a favorite thing we've watched obviously new mutants no, i figured <laughs> i was thinking that for you for sure or I hope yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. no i'm trying watch? to think that's a good question just curious like, like things that we've, or tv like, shows it could, it could be it, it could yeah. be either but things that we've discussed and watched you know we've been doing this for a little bit now i'm like does anything kind of stand out as like your favorite thing I know. I'm trying to. Th- I'm like, what have we even watched this year? We've watched so much. Um... I'm gonna say I think mine probably was Soul. To be honest. But... Yeah, I mean, I feel like Soul's almost an unfair answer because one, it is the freshest, and two, it's just like totally in a different league. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just talking about if I look back at everything we've like come together and talked about, I stand by the fact that I I liked New Mutants. I still like it, but I don't think it's like oh, give it an Oscar or something, you know, but I, that, and I've liked a few, I've liked several things, but I, I think Soul's the one, like if I was to make a top 10 list of the year, Soul would be very high on the list, I think for me, um, which yeah, I think- isn't shocking because there's not a lot of great things, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, being able to discuss Mandalorian in depth every week was, just in terms of longevity also, was, you know, we went on yeah. such a journey with that show this season mm-hmm. yeah. that I think that was probably a highlight for me. Yeah. 
and the undoing probably the, for Jackie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> is the first thing that popped in mind, and the second thing is Bridgerton. But I also feel like I'm just in the the first blush of love with that one. Currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's where where that comes from. Whereas Mandalorian, I had a really good time talking about it every week and sort of looking forward to it weekly. And yeah, Mandalorian was super fun. Yeah. I enjoy that very thoroughly. I'm not gonna lie. I also enjoyed talking about 12 Dates of Christmas, which yeah. <laughs> that was fun to talk about for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because it was so, it was so bad, but so yeah. good. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm doing in terms of like the discussion. Yeah, I always I had fun we talking had great about it. I would not have survived that. Yeah. yeah. It was we stayed with terrible. that so long. Yeah. You know, but most people, from what I'm seeing, didn't hate it at the end. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we just have higher standards. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I'm going to ask what the most painful thing that we watched was. What was the one with the teenage daughter? The lie. And the lie? The lie. Not come away? You're not going to pick come away? Uh, I'm not going to pick come like... away. We were talking during it. It was at least fun to That's hang out true. with you guys. I'm not going to pick it, okay? She's like... <laughs> <laughs> can't make you pick come away um, something i i have to I, I can't even think of what it is but something comes to mind that oof, oh my gosh why can't i think of it because i i, I, remember I gave zero fucks this year and i turned off shit I yeah like mank yeah turned off impressive and, yeah i i don't have that same value for my time apparently because i watched everything <laughs> <laughs> man i, I never have, have before this. 2020 yeah oh my gosh what, what was didn't we talk about something very recently that was just really dreadful <laughs> we've seen a lot of duds yeah, yeah. We, we did i mean there's a lot of duds but there was something that comes to mind that i was like i actually was comparing to like it was the i think it was the week we talked about hillbilly elegy and i didn't hate that as much as dana did but we talked about no, something and and we were talking about, and I made the joke about like this picture between that and New Mutants and you would pick New Mutants. And there was something else that we were watching that was like, just not good. And I was saying like, I did, I thought the lie was like better than it. And I really didn't like the lie, <laughs> but I can't remember what it was. Was It wasn't super intelligence, was it? Oh, was it the Ooh, one with the, it might, with it the wheelchair? Been, I, no. Was, was, was it Godmother? No. Oh, <laughs> Godmother. Oh, God that was so uh, bad. See, I didn't, what? I didn't even realize that. you hated Godmother that much. Like, oh, I thought it was whatever. It, just, it. it wasn't, like, painful enough to... Oh, I was in pain watching, like, physical oh, I thought, agony. I did, I did think the live was but... physically painful to keep watching. I somehow still needed to go on, but I hated it. <laughs> somehow needed yeah. to go on. That was before you started turning things off, though. That was a different I'm time. Think what the yeah, that was, was the case. I, I, yeah, I camel's back. I was just yeah. like, I can't do it anymore. No more pain. Could be. Maybe it was super intelligence. I really did not like at all. And I was, super I was really, was tough. it really upset me, like disappointed me because I just was like, this could have been, or sh- I don't know if it could have been because the script was stupid, but I just mean like, you know, I like Melissa McCarthy enough to be like, I had hoped this would be, and I thought that was like my least favorite, one of my least favorite movies I'd ever seen of hers for sure. Oh yeah. Even, you know, Tammy. It's like, I, I think I'd watch Tammy. If I had to watch one again, I think I'd watch Tammy. Just putting it out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fair. yeah, I don't know. I, but I think, is, like, Jesus. yeah, and I mean, currently, because it's really fresh, I, I do feel really aff- offended by Wonder Woman. I won't say it's like the worst film of the year, but I, it's so fresh, but I feel very like I'm not regretting watching it. Of course, I was gonna watch it, but I, it upset me. It did, so. yeah. I would say, though, in fairness, there's no world in which you would have not have watched Wonder no, Woman no. before. Like, there, Never, are, there no. are plenty of things that we picked that, like, you know. Eh, Totally. We yeah. only watch because we were going to talk about them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I, but yeah, oof, 
like when we talk about just this week, I didn't I didn't enjoy Bridgerton very much at all, but I I probably enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman was just making me mad. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a you know, I, I can't even get into a discussion of which one I think is better quality this way or that way. It's not even about that. It's more just like while watching, I was rage texting about it, but I was like watching it. Whereas Wonder Woman, I was, I, I didn't have expectations for Bridgerton, I, but Wonder Woman was like upsetting to me. So Honestly, yeah. now that you've said Hillbilly Elegy though, that, that might. <laughs> I was like, that, that affected you though. You were, you know. I was, I was, was very angry about that one. I'm yeah. still very angry about that one. That might. Yeah. That might be it. I mean, you said you said New Mutants for Best Picture, you know, uh, over that and a million, a million times a, over. That's a million times over. That's yeah. how low. That's how low that one was for you. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, I suppose in many senses, it's it's poetic that we have a top film of the year in Seoul this week, and then a, a divisive film in Wonder Woman mm-hmm. nineteen eighty four, and then we've got Bridgerton. It's yeah. a, it's fitting. It's, it's yeah. fitting. Interesting week. Yeah, we think we're all we all differ on. All of them a little bit, you know. So, so I was the most excited to talk about this because I was like, "Oh, we're actually going to have a lot to discuss this week." Yeah, a lot no, of times, I, you know, not that we yeah. don't have stuff to discuss. No, but, but we, a lot of times we, we agree, agree where everything. we're coming from. Yeah, yeah, and you're just kind of like, oh, "Okay," but this, I, I had very specific thoughts about each one that I was like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> you know. So yeah. yeah. Again, thank you both for for this year. Yeah, I'll thank see you, you next year. No, yeah. <laughs> see you next year. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you, as always, to Jackie and Matt. I will see them next year, even though Jackie does not want me to say that to her. So, a couple quick follow-up points on the character of Cheetah from Wonder Woman. Cheetah has actually had, much like many comic book characters, there are sort of multiple iterations of Cheetah, and Barbara Minerva is the third version of her that appeared in the comics, and she was an heiress to a, a British family. She develops a passion for archaeology and finances an expedition to find a tribe in Africa. She ends up the guardian of this tribe. She gets her powers from a potion. Also, there's a lot of very odd sexual stuff in terms of that, in, in that the mantle of the cheetah was supposed to be for a character who's a virgin and Barbara Minerva's character is not and so the transformation gets messed up and it becomes sort of a curse and a blessing. I find that to be overly judgmental I think of female sexuality so I'm glad they at least didn't go with that storyline in Wonder Woman 1984 but the whole wish thing does make things very very complicated for future movies if she does indeed return. And also I will give DC a little bit of credit. In 2011 they relaunched their comic books with the new 52 and the character had a slightly more updated and revised backstory that I think is more appropriate and female forward to the times. But she's still a very complicated character. And then as for Bridgerton, Polly Walker from Rome plays the matriarch of the Feathering Tun family in Bridgerton. It's not the Feather People, although I will from this point forward continue to refer to them as that. She does not actually have a face piercing, it turns out. It's a beauty mark that the character has, but I don't think Polly Walker actually has it in real life or she covers it up normally. And that has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining and thank you so much for joining this year. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing and we will be watching more with you in the new year.